Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you to those who subscribed last week. Uh, we'll ask you again, you know, go ahead and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify. Take a listen, uh, watch us talk about football, and let us know what you think, and uh, you know, share with your friends. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about a lot of good stuff because there's been a lot happening. Uh, Community Shield, first bit of Premier League action. We've got a lot of transfers. we got your for the Nations League coming up. And, of course... Of course, Messi. Messi. <laughs> yes. The Messi saga has started. So we're going to talk about all that, you know, uh, and uh, just, you know, see where that takes us. So, uh, guys, Community Shield just happened. I think it's most, I think it's the next useless trophy to uh, the FA Cup. Um. <laughs> no, no, it goes Carbao Cup, Community Shield. FA Cup. I, I would now. put Community Shield underneath that, even. At least <laughs> the Carabao Cup, you have, you have some too. rounds to yeah. go through. Yeah. Um, I just hate Arsenal fans, man. <laughs> like, I, I don't. I really don't care. They won. Good for them. It's another trophy for them. Yeah. But I mean, I. The only good thing I'll ever say about Arsenal is how much I respect Aubameyang. I think he's a world-class striker, uh, an annoying team, and other than that, I think yeah. I mean, you beat Liverpool who they actually look good against Liverpool as well, which is surprising. And it, it, just surpri- it surprised me a lot that they won, but it was on penalties. So yeah. is that a win? No. I, I, think, I think it's a win, but it's also... It's a dodgy win. <laughs> it's a preseason game. A Community yeah. Shield is a preseason game. It still means something, though, I guess. Like It means a little more than any other preseason game, but at the end of the day, it's a preseason game. It's I don't think any of these teams will go and break their back to win this. You know, it's like you're not going to risk injuries yeah. to win this. But then if you're not going to risk injuries to win it, then why are you going to play your starting 11? I think it's more of a show of respect to the opponent because they are a winner of FA Cup or winner of Premier League. I think most of the time, of course, it's a trophy and every team wants to win a trophy. Yeah. But and you win some money with that trophy too, which is a good thing. But at the end of the day, it's just it's a preseason game. Like most of the time, when these games are played, it, players are out of shape. They're not fit. You, they're not back into their form. And it's just, I mean, I I see it. I've always seen it as just a preseason game. Mm. But I am worried though. If I was a Liverpool fan, I don't know how you guys feel, but I'd be a little worried. I'd be concerned. They haven't yeah, made any new signings. They, you know, they. <sighs> They can be shaky at times, and I think Arsenal beat them at the end of the season as well. And I know it didn't mean anything because they'd already won the title, but... A lot of teams beat them at the end of the season. The way that other teams are strengthened, I do think they're going to struggle. I don't think they'll bounce back. I really don't. So, yeah, it's like, I guess that's, that's a good point. Is how many meaningless how many meaningless losses can Liverpool have until people get worried? Because they had already won the league... Last season, when they got they got thrashed by Man City, Arsenal beat them. They had a, quite a few. They had a few losses where it's like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. They're taking the foot off the gas and they're coasting. But then now they started the season, they've lost to Arsenal. They did make a. So they signed that Greek kid. I think it's Simakas. I think yeah. I'm saying that right. Oh, the, is it the right back or left back? Uh, left back. Left back. Because Nico Williams is right. Um, so they signed the left back, and then there was rumors about uh, Thiago coming from. Munich, but then there's been stuff saying, oh, there's been nothing for Thiago or whatever from Liverpool. And then Barcelona talk about going for for Guinea, uh, Vinaldum. But yeah, it's, I think it's a little bit worrying because 
you have all this string of losses of not great form. And then also in Champions League, they got worked by Atlético Madrid. They had the loss to Watford. And they had another loss where it's like, oh, wow, people have kind of figured out Liverpool a bit, you know. And then if the team is staying the same, can they continue to just continue to win and continue to dominate? Is it just a sharp Well, if you're a cop, how do you motivate them? Yeah, is mm, it a, is right. it a sharp rise and then drop back down, or is it a rise then plateau and keep it there? Like what what is it going to be? And then of course people are going to play against Liverpool differently now. It's not going to be like oh Liverpool, of, yeah they're good, but we can beat them. It's going to be Liverpool of oh they're really good. We need to bring out everything so they can't just coast into games at all. So, so I mean we were talking about it earlier the documentary Tottenham all or nothing, and I don't think Liverpool is going to get that bad. But I kind of, I think I, I definitely could see the same thing happening to them being on that, winning the Premier League, then winning a, winning the Champions League, then winning a Premier League, and then you're still on that high. And how do you keep getting motivated? You basically won everything that there is to win. How do you keep getting motivated to actually show up and play day in and day out? And I, I Klopp is one of the best man managers in the league. So if anyone can do it, I think it's him. Yeah. But I think it will be still very difficult for them. For Klopp to motivate the players, especially considering there had been so much talk about Sadio Mane leaving and you know Salah yeah, leaving, why now them and all that? But yeah, I, I know. I know it's kind of they haven't won the league in thirty years, so they don't know what to do with themselves now. Yes, United dig there. <laughs> the last few games they had really showed how much Henderson means to them. Like without Henderson, they're not the same team, and that's so weird for a player that's not. Any good. Technically gifted. Any good. <laughs> but he holds that team together, and it's so surprising. It surprised me so much that I'm saying that, but oh. I know there's probably a lot of Liverpool fans out there right now saying, Henderson's trash. Why are you speaking about him? They haven't been the same without him. Yeah, that's true. And now Liverpool fans think Henderson is trash, too. I think very few people think, but he is. He's a good You're leader. Right. Yeah. He is. He's a workhorse. He's yeah. a guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirty, dirty, dirty work. Dirty yeah. work. Yeah. I mean, I just going back to Arsenal. I just, that's all I want to speak about. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I exciting. Hate Arsenal. If you're an Arsenal fan, oh, it's good, really exciting. Good for them. You they've made it. some good signings, and their defense. They've strengthened their defense. I think Arteta. I respect him. Yeah. He's learned yeah. a lot under Pep. Quite obviously, he's making good moves, and I think. With the rise of their youth, like Bakayo Saka, the what Eddie and Ketia, people like that, their squad is going to be pretty thick this year. Yeah, so, as long as they get their defense sorted. But the question is, though, you know, you have William and you have Saka. Who are you going to start? Mm. I think that's that's something we talk for, like maybe who their transfer uh, target should be. You know, um, they, they would target with Coutinho for a while. They're like the top. Mm-hmm. Club yeah. that Coutinho is linked with, like, yeah, but they've just signed Sabios again for another year. Loan, yeah. yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, as you said, they signed Willian. I would sign Saka. I, I would play Saka. Oh yeah, let him develop because I think he could be awesome. He's already a really good player. He's confident. He takes people on. Choose I don't think Nigeria. he's as good as people do say he is. Choose Nigeria, Bukaya, don't choose England. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he will. Nigeria yeah. is stacked. Now we'll get on to that another time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I think Arteta will know that. And I I think it's a mistake signing Willian. I don't know why you would do that. Yeah. And to fire, what, 50 people just to oh, sign that's Willian? that's still a thought, man. That's still, yeah. But, I, I'm, you know, I, I can definitely see how Arsenal fans 
should be and would be excited um, for the coming season because I think Arsenal is going to be a decent team. Uh, they're going to be they're going to make a lot of errors, but oh, they're yeah. going to be one of those teams that will put up a fight for most of the other teams, including top six. Yeah, That's true. only if yeah. they can keep Aubameyang fit. If he gets injured, they're a different team. They're not as good. They're not as proficient in front of goal without Aubameyang. He is. Yeah, he is their best finisher. And I think Arteta is doing a really good job building a team around him, even though he's old. They're probably looking at some of their youth players thinking they're almost ready. Not quite yet, because I know Arsenal have got a really good youth system. So I, I'm intrigued. I, I hope they do terribly, but I don't think they will. I do too. And I, I have... I don't mind Arsenal, but Arsenal fans are the worst. And this is why, alongside United, I think I think the difference between Arsenal and United for me is actually I mind United as a team, whereas United fans just add the obnoxiousness to it because <laughs> they're so. You guys are so. You guys have been winning for freaking ever. And yeah, you just polarized, and you've you know I don't want to get into that. It sounds like jealousy, man. Not jealousy. I think content to how you've done business at certain points. What? Um, but yeah, I okay. I don't even want to go into. Okay, yeah. I don't want to go into Hernandez and the amount save, of penalties save, you've had. Just save this for past trash year. talk. I'm like, oh wait, you did that last uh, I, week. Yeah, I do United often. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Arsenal fans make rooting for Arsenal or even wanting them to succeed hard because I have never met such an obnoxious group. Mm. As Arsenal fans, and I have friends that are Arsenal fans. Yeah, me and too. They're okay, they're okay, but then there are some other ones that are. Oh my god, awful! Just let it go, man. You haven't won anything since 2004 that mattered. Uh, let it go. <laughs> yeah, it's so, interesting, and like we touched upon, Liverpool maybe regaining form. The way Chelsea are signing players, oh, if they can get their players, and I believe in Lampard, he's like the. I think he's the perfect manager for Chelsea. I think he will make those players mesh quickly. And I think Chelsea have got a really good opportunity. I think Thiago Silva, great signing. I know people are like, he's old though. It's like, yeah, but he's he's still a good defender and he'll teach the people around him. Mm. So, so to, but going back to Liverpool though, um, and if they can continue momentum from last season, do you think, do you see anybody leaving... Liverpool this um, this window and if anybody leaves who the worst person to leave would be yeah I mean Barcelona's rebuilding right yeah. and if I was Barcelona I'd be looking at Sadio Mane I'd be too. looking at I've, I've seen a rumor of I'd be looking at Salah like I'd be looking at those two players it's to already bring happened in. twice now yeah I mean I'd be looking at either one of those players to bring in and um, link up with um, oh what's the guy Griezmann yeah, I'd be looking for that to happen. So, I could see people leaving if the money is right from Liverpool. That's um, a re- that's a good shout because Griezmann is that kind of Firmino player. Yeah, like he's really good at finding space and playing in other players. And I, I agree. I think if the right money is offered, they'll go. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I I think Liverpool and Klopp. I think Klopp wants to win. I think Klopp wants to bring people in, but I think the Liverpool hierarchy is just very cautious about how they do business and I think Klopp is one yeah. of those managers that's like wants to have a really good relationship with the board and, uh, and doesn't want to president doesn't want to step on anyone's toes and say anything but if I, I bet he's fuming I, I oh, don't yeah. think he's happy 
that City is bringing in players and rebuilding. And City's in talk with, talks with Messi. And, you know, Klopp can't even get the board to sign freaking Thiago Alcantara, who wants to leave. Who wants yeah, to leave? Yeah, for 30 mil. So, are you kidding me? I in think, this day and age, 30 mil for a Champions League winner. <laughs> the guy that played a pivotal part on that team. And the Bayern's like, yeah, we, we'll let him go. So yeah. I, I think, you know, Liverpool, good luck. I, I hope they regain a form. I actually enjoy watching them play. I love Klopp. Um, even what? though I I love the style that he plays, so I definitely hope that they regain the form. But it's I don't think they'll retain the title. I yeah, I, I hope they go way down. I hope yeah, they do a Chelsea year. of a few years ago and go twenty fifteen down to ten. Go, yeah, <laughs> I hope that happens. Cause... Then we fired Mourinho, and he has it's like oh, I'm not Mister Chelsea anymore. They fired me. <laughs> You're about to be relegated. <laughs> Good old Mourinho, only good for two years. Good old Mourinho. Hopefully he'll win something for us. Third he gets fired. Yeah, third year he gets fired. Um, So we just mentioned Barcelona kind of, right? Well, you know, we didn't didn't actually answer the question. So who do you think is – I'll say, okay, outside of Henderson, because we talked about how Henderson helps the team, who do you think – just mentioned a player. Who do you think is either likely to leave or if they leave – will seriously affect their chances to win another title. Just any, one player. Any one of their defensive players. Uh, Fabinho, I think, is going to be that guy, mm-hmm. too, because I don't think Liverpool really... Fabinho played that center defensive midfield role pretty well for him. Uh, put in the work, yeah. just like Henderson. So I think anyone from their defensive lines or their midfield is their engine. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't tinker with that and make it better... I. I don't think you need people to leave, but you just can't maintain that intensity. Who do you, who do you think? I mean, if they lose Mane, I think that's a game changer. Yeah. The, the amount of goals he got this this season or last season, should I say? Uh, he makes the runs that other players don't want to want to want to want to take. You know, he he opens up that space for players like Firmino to come in, work their magic, play in Salah, and if the ball comes back, they've got people like Fabinho that can finish at the edge of the box. Yeah. Or Mane will run again. He's so fit that yeah. he will just keep running. Yeah. Same with Salah. I'll give Salah that. But He's I d- more lazy. I think Mane just has that extra bit of pace that Salah doesn't have without the ball. I think Salah is quicker with the ball. But I think Mane is just quick all round. I think yeah, you give him the ball, he's, he's quick. quick. Without the ball, he's quick. Yeah, That's crazy to me that they're signing left backs when you have TAA, right? Well, so, but the thing is, so my person is actually Trent Alexander-Arnold because he had 20, 20 Yeah, he's sick. Assists. Anyone from defense. 20. If you take away 20 assists, that's 20 goals. I mean, obviously that's 20 goals. I mean, yeah, obviously. But if you take away 20 goals from a, from a campaign, yes, that's, that's that, drops that's... You, that drops you like three places. Yeah. Probably even four places, honestly. Yeah. So I think if you lose somebody like him, granted he's not, the, he's not the best defensively, but if you lose 20 assists, you're losing a lot in that. I mean, and I understand why they signed the wing backs because if either of them is injured, who are you going to br- bring in? Right. Like, who's going to? You always have to have depth. If you don't have depth, you're. I think you know. Trent could be the best in the world if he works on his defense. I also think he's smart enough to realize that because he <laughs> seems like a really intelligent guy. I like Trent a lot. Yeah. And I think he'll recognize that, and I bet that's what he's working on in preseason because unlike, oh, unlike every other player I've seen. He hasn't been posted on Instagram in Greece. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's probably in Liverpool working on his defense or working on his crossing. Probably. He reminds and, and I'm getting COVID. Yeah, no. yeah not, I mean, half the Tottenham team went away, and then 
now they're all quarantining. And... Four of Chelsea's players. Two of them are star players. Pogba got COVID. Yeah, Pogba got Wab- COVID. Wabisaka went to Dubai. So did uh, Tongi Ndombele. And, and you know, he won't play anyway because I won't play him. But I love Tongi. Even Tongi got COVID too, by the way. Oh, man. That's scary part. Yeah. All right. But so, okay, those are – those. Are, obviously, yeah. And that makes sense, though. If we if were to lose those three people, they – Man, like that would really affect him. Even but, if they lost Allison, because you remember when Adrian yeah. came in goal, he uh, was terrible. <laughs> Allison is a great goalkeeper. I think yeah. he's a touch overrated. People love him, but it's because he's got a great defense in front of him. Yeah, that always makes a difference. But he is a world class goalkeeper. Yeah. So he if is. they lost him, it, it, again, it would be a game changer. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well but uh, let's let's move over to uh, you know the country over. Next to, uh, you know, the other popular country in uh, South America, Argentina, right? Messi. Messi? Messi. This is what to say about Messi. There's so much going on with this Messi thing. I want to start off by calling out Paul Merson on saying that Messi is no longer the best player in the world. What? He's not your trash talk? No, because... uh, I think Paul Merson is an Arsenal player who doesn't deserve a whole trash talk segment on him. That's fair. He, I mean, you, you, you're wrong. Yeah. Period. Continue, Steve. I mean, Messi carried the team, but I mean, we can... Carries every team he plays for. But, okay, this is... what. So what we know is that we don't know. I'll say what I know is that I don't know anything about this because... So, apparently, there's supposed to be a 700 million... I don't know, it was a euro or dollar schools, or yeah. pound, euro. pound star, euro clause in his contract. But so right now there's what four sides to it. So Messi's lawyers believe that he is able to leave the club without there being a release clause paid because one, the release the release clause wasn't put into his contract, and two, he's able to leave the club at the end of the season. That's what they say is in his contract, which I'm tending to believe them because. He's a millionaire, and he would have had his contract gone over to see if there's a way out for him. And he didn't just think of it after the Munich defeat. He has been thinking about this since June, July. So it's not just, oh, I want to leave. So he's been probably has lawyers go over his contract, and they've said, okay, this is your way out. Um, the other side is Barcelona says, no, yeah, there's a $700 uh, million uh, release clause that has to be paid for you to leave. Um, or if you want to leave without paying that, you can't. You have to commit to not playing next year. Then La Liga is also siding with Barcelona, saying there has to be a release clause paid. But then they also send. Then there's also a report saying FIFA is siding with Messi. So there's these four sides, and then Man City's just over here like, come on. Of, of, <laughs> like, of course, La Liga is siding with Barca because if if I bet they get some kind of cut. If someone oh, for, for, hypothetically, if Man City came in and was like, yeah, we'll meet that release clause, seven hundred million. Let's go for it. Guarantee La Liga gets some kind of not even just that, cut. not even just that. Think about how many people TV watch rights, yeah. TV rights, and I bet, and that's my thought as to why they're signing Barcelona. Because if Messi leaves, which I think he will, um, think they will lose, not be that will be even worse than they are now. Yeah. Oh yeah, they'll be. They are not going to get as much money. They're they're just everybody's losing money. Barcelona's losing money. The league is losing money, and you're just not getting as much money. Because they, they really, La Liga depended on Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah, because Ronaldo, Ronaldo left. left. And then now it's like, oh, wait, Messi might leave? And all they see is dollar signs leaving. But they still That's have good see. players, though. I mean, they're still Not have, on that same level, though. Not on, oh, of course not. Like, it's, you, the, it's the exposure, <laughs> isn't it? Did you see the, the when Cristiano Ronaldo left 
Real Madrid, he got 800,000 tweets when he left. Mm-hmm. When Neymar left PS, uh, Barcelona for PSG, it, there was like 100,000 yes. uh, tweets worldwide. Uh-huh. When there's just talk of Messi leaving, there's 10 million yeah. tweets. Yeah, that's crazy. Different level. And it, yeah, they're going to lose tens, if not hundreds of millions of euros if Messi leaves. That's the impact he has. And But it, it's it's really crappy from Barcelona. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it's like... You don't want to let Messi leave. He doesn't want to play anymore. He doesn't yeah. want to play for Bartolomeu anymore. He doesn't want Bartolomeu to go back. Bartolomeu like trash, man. Exactly. And he's like, and it could be just a ploy by him to be like, listen, you got to go. I We need to see change in Barcelona. I think he generally wants to leave. I think he wants yeah. to go to a club Me too. and win a Champions League. Mm-hmm. Barcelona to rebuild is not going to win a Champions League in the next year or two years. No. So I it's just, and especially with the amount of money, like the salary that they're paying their players, it's not happening. So I think he generally wants to leave. But come on, man! It's like the guy has given you his soul. Yeah, since he was what sixteen, he's been in thirteen. Well, no, like since he's been in the first yeah. team. So oh, yeah, team now. <laughs> yeah, just let him go. Like, ha- have some compassion. Be loyal. Have some. Be grateful for what he has done to you. Like Barcelona has always been a. Huge club, I think one of the best clubs in the world. Yeah. With Messi there, there is no question what is the best club in the world anymore. It is Barcelona. You go anywhere in the world and people know Messi. Oh, yeah. Uh, just let him go. Uh, it's time. Yeah, and he it, wants to go. Make this marriage Make this marriage a nice, clean break. Yeah, just... just and look at the way Messi's handling it, too. He could have said in June and July, hey, I'm thinking about leaving... But no, as a captain, he's like, you know what? Team comes first. I'm not going to say anything until the season is over. Granted, I think a lot of people think he wants to leave just because of the Bayern Munich game. But it's not just because of that. It's because of the way, um, it's because of the way number one, he's been treated. I mean, Bartomeu hired people to um, to malign his name and the players. Like, what kind of what kind of board member hires a company to just dig up dirt and to yeah. run a smear campaign on your players? Who wants to play at a club where your board does that? So there's that. And then you look around, and he looks around. You've got Arturo Vidal, you've got Rakitic, you've got Suarez, you've got all these old players. Your old gang, yeah. yeah. Jordi, Jordi Alba, who's old. So Busquets is old. Pique is getting up there. You've got an aging club, and then and you're and this season he's had to carry Barcelona. He's had to carry him on his back. And Not only that, but as a Barcelona, how do you get? How do you break up a team that's been playing together for over a decade? You know, it's like I I understand both sides. I really do because. You know, Messi, they're friends, they're family. You know, if every yeah. time you try to get rid of a player, you're breaking up a family. So as Barcelona. But you also have to think towards the future, though. Absolutely. Because, Hard <laughs> decision has to be made. Like, you, you have to make. And now they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to have to leave. You're going to have to leave. You could have done that. You could have just, you could have, you could have eased them out. But they're like, oh, you're not in our plans. You're not in our plans. Like, oh, yeah, you think? Mass exodus. That's the. Yeah, that's yeah, what. That's but what, you could have done this, like, yeah. just one by one by one and look to replace them. But now it's like, oh, wait, we have to make changes right now. You should have started making these changes six years ago. Yeah, like, they, could, saw, they could have done it so much yeah. earlier. Saw, yeah. When, when, when Iniesta was starting to get old, when, uh, when, uh, Xabi, uh, when, uh, when Xavi was getting old, that's when you should start replacing them. Not when they're like two, three years. No, it's more than that. But not years later that they're gone. Starting, it's like the same mistake May United made. We, our lot of players started getting old and Frigga's leaving. We didn't really replace them. They started buying all these big names. Sanchez. 
an example of that. <laughs> we start buying all these big names, and they're like, okay, yeah, they might produce, they might not, but then you're only getting two years or three years of something, and then, oh, what, they're 33. But they also bring Komen, right? Like, I'm sorry, but if you plan on challenging for a title and rebuilding, don't bring in Komen. Oh, he's Barcelona DNA. You know what? Universities will not hire people that get a PhD from there. Why would you hire someone that keeps playing for your club? It's incest. It's soccer incest. <laughs> like it's gonna work out every now and then. We're gonna produce great Wait, genes. Chelsea. Uh, it's gonna work out every now and then. We're gonna produce great genes, but over time, it's gonna get corrupted. And as a club, if you think about evolving, you need that external. You need someone else to come in and change the way you play. Cruyff did it for him, mm-hmm. right? It's like you need someone to come in and change the way that you play and have some experience, some other factor they're gonna bring in. I just, you know, it's all of these clubs are just hiring their DNA that they grew up with, and it's great. It works, but eventually it gets convoluted. And Komen is not the right manager for it. I don't it. think so. You know? I would love to see him at Man City. You I'd want, like you want Messi and Man City? Yeah, I would, because I think that would bring so much more attention to the Premier League. It'd bring more money, definitely. Even though it's playing for Man City, Yeah, I would like to see it. Cause like, don't. There's I, nobody that'll be able to beat them. Nobody can beat him now when they're on their best day. I think with Messi, it's just it would just be crazy. The thing is, like, where do you play him though? Because he is a Mahrez. lazy player. Play him on a bench. Mahrez. Mahrez is on a bench. Bernardo Silva's on a bench. But he doesn't like the thing about Pep's game at the moment is everyone puts a shift in. Yeah. His whole game plan will have to change to and fit Messi in. But are they going to be as good? So I'll yeah. say I'll say this. So they're saying that Messi had talked to Gu- up to Pep a while back. Yeah, like last Tuesday or something, right? And I'm sure that. So he's has he, did Pep Pep coached him, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so Barcelona. Pep has coached him before, so they have a relationship. And I'm sure if as professionals, they would have had a conversation like, if you come to City, this is how I would expect you to play. He knows. So he knows. And so it's either he's either going to have to put a shift in or he's not, and Pep will make the team work around him. I mean, what do they I mean, want? They, yeah. want? they want a treble in 2011. They want a 2010. They want uh, maybe Madrid won a title in two. I know one of the years when, um, what's his name, Mourinho was there, they won a title, but they've been dominant. Hmm. They won a trophy every year under Pep while he was at Barcelona. He knows what to expect. When Kevin De Bruyne there, oh, it'll be crazy. Uh, that's why I want to see it because I just think, and, and I know that Messi is good enough to warrant that change. Yeah. If they change the system, you're only going to do it for someone like Messi because yes. he will make that difference. You give him the ball, and, and I hate when people are like, "But could he do it in the Premier League? Yeah, could he do he it in could. a cold United Stoke City? He, <laughs> yeah, he scores we'll against. Get an answer. <laughs> I've seen that. He scores against every Premier League team he's ever faced. He, uh, yeah, even Chelsea. Everyone was the last one that prohibited him. Like, oh, the the game we played against them last season, Tottenham in the Champions League, it was scary. Every time he got the ball, I was like, oh, here we go. But now for Barcelona, he comes back to midfield to get the ball and distribute, right? And I think there's going to be some changes to his game. Exactly. With Kevin De Bruyne doing that, or Messi just won't need to, or just play him both in the midfield and have him just... What I think I think Messi like I, I agree with you. I think Messi would flourish at City because right now he's having to do so much work in order to get to where he need, wants to be on the field. But if it's a City, City passes the ball. Really he has well. KDB in front, of, like yeah. behind. Yeah, he has, him. He, has, he has Kevin De Bruyne, and then Pep's strategy is you know we keep the ball. I mean the 
City's back line is at the halfway line when they have the ball, pretty much. So they, he doesn't have to worry about you know coming dropping all the way down to get the ball. The ball will be presented to him if he just waits for it. Just imagine how better Kevin De Bruyne would play. Like how much he would oh, learn dude. and evolve. Bernard, Bernardo Silva, same thing. It's I almost don't want to see it happen because I am truly terrified. Main City will be unbeatable. Yeah. The 2017 record, eh, it would be blown over. There's there would a, be nothing to. There's it. only a couple of. I'd say less than five players in the world that when they pick up the ball, three players are told to mark them. Messi is one. Yeah. <laughs> and you imagine the way that Man City run without the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we've spoken about Sterling's finishing, but imagine Sterling. finishing too? If, yeah, but like, well, imagine Maro's still there, I guess. So. Messi on the right hand side, De Bruyne behind, yeah. Jesus. No, Sterling. that was Aguero, dude. Or Aguero. Aguero. No. One of them. But then imagine, like, Messi picking up the ball, drawing the centre-back, the right-back, and the CDM, pinging it over to De Bruyne. De Bruyne just doing what he does. Let's imagine the goals. There's fast full-backs that are just going to be overlapping. <sighs> Kyle Walker. Name. It'll be Kyle Walker yeah, behind Kyle him. Walker, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... I, I, think, I think, you know, it's a shame what's happening. Yeah. I really hate it. What I'm worried, my worst fear, my worst fear is that they will drag this in court. Oh yeah, and Messi go will end up not playing for a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. And I think that's just when you're 33 and don't play, it's it's hard to come back and make an impact. He'll, he'll lose I think a lot. Barcelona will tank his career on purpose, and that's just that's wrong in my opinion. That's just wrong. But then I'd be right in saying he's going to retire because I called that a few weeks ago. Well, you know, small victories, you know, pyrrhic <laughs> victories. At what cost? Do you no, think? That, you know, yeah, that's. Do you think that, he yeah. would like? Why? Why wouldn't he? If Barcelona did this, why wouldn't he say, "Well, screw you guys, I'll retire." And then when that year passes, he comes out of retirement, does an MJ, goes to Madrid. <laughs> oh, goes to Madrid. <laughs> imagine if imagine if the Barcelona board pisses off Messi so much, like you know what? I'm going to Madrid. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I was going to go to City and not cause you problems, but now I'm not I will be you your problems. worst nightmare. Yeah. Dude, under Zidane? Also, Messi under Zidane? Oh, Dude, every, every be, El Clasico. And Benzema. There'll be fires every El Clasico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but the players aren't going to hurt Messi, right? I'm certain no. most of those players are on his side. You know, like I said, they're family. They grew up together. PK... Yeah. He might feel betrayal that he joined Madrid, but he's like, I don't think Pique would join Madrid if he was in a similar position. So I, I feel yeah, it's sad, isn't it? It really is. I feel his pain. I hope it doesn't turn out what I fear it might turn out in just a long, drawn-out court battle yeah. where Messi cannot even play, and it's just going to get worse and worse. Yeah, because that would be a waste. Because imagine that. Yeah, like you said, imagine that where in his last few years he has to take a year off. That would just be horrible, man, because – that we're deprived of seeing Messi. I think I would rather see... Uh, I would rather see Messi and City playing and winning than not see Messi. Oh, playing. definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. As much as I hate City, I'd rather see Messi at any other team in Premier League, including United, <laughs> and winning than not see Messi yeah. play. Because I think That's a he loss. is... That's a huge loss. He's just once-in-a-generation talent. And honestly, I don't, I, I don't want to be deprived of that. I know it's selfish, but I really don't. Mm-hmm. And I, I watch El Clasico because of Messi. Me too. Yeah. I watch yeah. Barcelona because of yes, Messi. Yes, exactly. I, you know, I, the only team I won't watch, like, 
Barcelona can play anyone and Messi's playing, I'd be like, all right, let's go. Other than Chelsea playing, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll watch him. And it's, it would be just a shame. Yeah, it would be. But so hopefully he transfers to Chelsea. That's right. That's what <laughs> right, we'll, we'll think about United. No, with all the transfers we're speaking having. Speaking about Chelsea, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, spe- speaking about transfers, I mean, well, we just got uh, – Man United finally signed somebody, you know. I yeah, thinking- looks, I mean, at the time we're recording this, it's not official, but I guarantee when we wake up tomorrow morning – He's passed his medical. Yeah. It's come from Fabrizio yeah. Romano, who... Here we go. He like, yeah, yeah, li- here yeah. we go. Like, everything that guy says is factual, yeah. basically. He, yeah. he goes through the sources. Yeah, so I'm kind of I'm excited about Van, uh, Donny van de Beek. I'm not even sure if I'm saying his name right. Yeah, that's how Probably. you say it. Okay, cool. You know he's going out with Dennis Bergkamp's daughter. I saw that. That is wild, man. Whoa. Yeah, thank you, Van de Sar. Screw in Arsenal, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Van de Sar, for that uh, easy transfer. But um, but uh, I'm, I'm excited for him because, from what I've seen, if he's playing a 4-2-3-1, plays in the double pivot, or a box-to-box midfielder, or he plays as an attacking midfielder right behind, he's really good at finding space, which, has, which was our problem this last season, that mm-hmm. we played teams that would sit back, we could not score. We had so many ties... We had the, like the third least amount of losses, and because we could not score against teams like the Burnleys and Watford, they'll just sit back and just wait. But then when you play the top six teams that play more open style football, it's like, oh yeah, no problem. You've got lots of space behind you. We'll mm-hmm. send in Rashford. We'll send in James behind you. We'll send Marshall. in Martial or Greenwood eventually. And then so when there's space behind, we could do that. But when people would sit back, it's such a problem for us. So we tied a lot. But if we have a midfielder who can find space, which Mata used to do that, but doesn't really have the speed. Are you telling me Fred doesn't do that for you guys? Fine no, space no, no, he does not. Kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was about to be like, whoa, whoa buddy. Dude. What? <laughs> can't even get off the bench. <laughs> Van der Beek is a runner as well. Yeah, he will find dude space. Dude will work. And, he, and he's described as really That's intelligent. That's good because Ollie's never going to not play him or sub him out, so it's fine. Yeah, but if yeah. He, yeah. it, it kind of reminds me, it makes you think, so when, when Bruno Fernandes came, um, and he played with Mata. It was this. It was him and Mata just pinging him back and forth because Mata would find space, and then he and Fernandez would just kind of work the ball through. But if you have somebody like Van de Beek, who's he's bigger, which will help you in the Premier League because you can deal with the physicality, and you've got a bit more. He's not the fastest, but he has got a bit more speed. That's going to help him in finding space and then opening up defenses that like to sit back and then open up defenses. And then if Rashford and Martial are making runs around that and Green are making runs around that, he will find them in the box. He's not he's not a long ball player. He's more just like playing short through balls, find the space. So I'm sure Pogba Fernandez will be able to find him and then be able to find other strikers. So I'm mm. excited. I'm excited for him. Um, but that hope- seems okay. It's a very good combination considering how fast your forwards are. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, so we, it's like that's what you want rather than play exactly. the balls in the air. Yeah, so I think it's a good signing. He's skillful um, as well. He's like he's very good on the ball. He's got a good touch. He's got a good pass. He can million. shoot. And forty million. And Ajax seem to be the nicest team in the world to do business with. Yeah. Well, I mean, Van, just, Van der Sar being there, uh, uh, good relationship. His, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think his director for I forget his uh, title, but Van der, Van der Sar being there, I mean, that helps too. You know. They didn't even negotiate. It's like, but oh, no, but million. you're right. Yeah. Even Ziyech. But yeah, was, still, it's, it's like... It's from the same class. Yeah. Uh, Frankie de Jong, Ziyech, uh, David Neres, uh, Van der Beek. They're the same class that did so well in Champions League. Was it last year or a year before? Yeah, we beat him. Yeah, last year. Yeah. We beat him. But Donny van der Beek did score against us. Huh? And I, I didn't know about him before that Champions League run that they had, which 
And I'll be the first to admit it, it should have been them in the final against Liverpool. Yeah. Tottenham just had Lucas Moura. Yeah. Who was on fire. I was yeah. not expecting Tottenham to win that game. I thought Ajax was going to win the way they played the whole Champions League. I, and I felt so bad for them because they deserved it. And I, I just hats off to Ajax for being so comfortable. Their youth system is so good that they probably have 10 Vanderbakes in their youth ranks. They probably have 9 ZX in their youth ranks ready to come through. Yeah. And they've made so much money off their youth team. It's crazy. Frankie de Jong. Yeah, but what's the point the if you're going to be a feeder club? They're, I mean, they're winning their league. Yeah. Yeah, but what's the point if you're going to be a feeder club? Like, Ajax was a powerhouse, European powerhouse. They won it in, what, 95, 96, Champions League? You know, they have Yep Stam. They had, like, they had all these big names that were dominating Europe, you know? And now they're just Southampton of Europe. You don't know what well, they're building behind the scenes, though. Like this that's is true. The same with that. Tottenham. Like they, they were a feeder club for oh, the best part of ten years hmm. to get the finances to build their stadium and training complex. Ajax, they have a really good stadium. But what are they doing behind the scenes with all this money? And also, you, you have to think, who is going to go to the Netherlands to play there just to win Champions League? Nobody. Nobody. I mean, I, I'm not be, trying to be rude or like anything like that, no, I mean, or be disrespectful. Nobody's gonna go to Ajax to say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna play there." To yeah, win but Champions what's League. the difference? What's the difference between Ajax and France? Like PSG, right? Money. PSG, the French exactly. league do have better teams than but the, the, the Eredivisie or however you say it. But the thing is, um, at least in France, you've got PSG, Olympique Lyonnais, Marseille, right Lille. Not, I want to say Lille right now. Yeah, pretty but, good team. Okay, maybe you've got three or four teams up here, then everybody else is down here. In in the Netherlands, you've got Ajax. PSV. And PSV Eindhoven. Maybe AZ Alkmaar. And then everybody else is kind of below. But the gap isn't that big. In France, the gap is huge. So in the Netherlands, if you're bringing in, if you're bringing in big names or better players to play, it's like, what's the point? Well, they have so, enough. But then, well, the, the, the point is they have a lot of youth talent, right? Yeah, and that's, and that's <laughs> and how I they make like, the Champions League because yeah. they can't bring in big names to play in a league that nobody really cares about to win Champions League. But I think that's where the league has to develop. Like, if I was in charge of FA Netherlands, you know, you would want to develop that league and bring more money into it. You would want to and compete on not just a European global stage, but you want to compete within the yeah. division as well. And Yeah. But, I mean, you have to get I, money somehow. I mean, it's I, just Yeah. Like, I think it's the same thing as, like, What's happening with Leverkusen? I think teams came in for these players. Like the Lit went for eighty-five mil. Yeah. The Young went oh, for eighty-five mil. Yeah. yeah. Now Ziyech went for what? Fifty? Sixty? Uh, no, nah, it was less than that. Um, they've just saw like Van der Beek for forty. Like they're they're top. They've just met what three hundred mil probably from their players that played. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, there's there's not that much league in the Dutch. There's, Forty-four. Sorry, there's not that much money. The Dutch league, so you can't really draw players. The players in those are news articles I saw a while back. I think it's Ajax and I forgot which other team. They they actually split their money. The money they got from I think it was Champions League. I don't think I'm right, but I think it's the money they got from Champions League. They actually give it to the FA, to the Netherlands FA, to split among the other teams. Like that's how I want to say. I want to say they're going broke, but they realize that, you know what. If we want to keep our league competitive, we can't just keep all this money to ourselves. Damn. And plus, they're making so much money from the transfers. So that, okay, yeah, we got this money, but we'll put it back into the league we're playing in to help them develop. Because 
I mean, if you, I guess if you're not, if you don't, have, if you don't have a selfish mentality, you know, you think, oh yeah, if I help other people develop, <laughs> yeah. we get better, and then our national team gets better. You know, if you're thinking about it <sighs> in, a, a, in a less individualistic, the um, national team. Sense. I guess it's true. Money talks yeah. at the end. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, they, but the, it, I get why they go off a of youth talent because you're not going to get names to go there. Yeah. That's the only, and that's the only way. And yeah, they, they, I mean, they worked Real Madrid that that year, and like you said. Them losing the Tottenham was just wait what really like, it, did that really happen the, the the game changer was Lucas Moore just had the yeah. game of his life that's just they should have won and if they went to the final I have no doubts they would have beat Liverpool the way Liverpool played against Tottenham yeah wasn't uh, a good game but like I just so, yeah it's just annoying for Ajax fans like I they'll, they'll my, still be good though they'll they'll have someone else come in and fill in yeah fill in, they'll as, be fine as we said they've probably got twenty players right now that they're like. We'll get a hundred million each one day for these players. Yeah, their their youth system is that good. All right. So, what do you, so okay. So that's we just signed Donny van der Beek at Man United. But what do you think about? Is it Doherty or Doherty? How do you say? A- it? Apparently, it's Doherty, Matt Doherty, because he's from the Republic of Ireland. Oh, really? Oh, I, so it's an Irish name. Okay. I think he's a fantastic player. Hmm. He is a Jose Mourinho player to a T. Okay. Hard working. Just like Hoiberg. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I like what Mourinho's doing. He's bringing these players in that are tough players. Mm. Really tough players to get off the ball. Doherty is good going forward. He gets goals. He gets assists. You know, Serge Aurier, he, he'd be a good backup if he stays. I, I know we're trying to sell him to AC Milan for yeah. 20 mil. But I think Doherty is just that upgrade that we need. He's his mentality is there, same as Hoiberg. Hoiberg may not be the best CDM or CM in the world, but what we need right now is someone like him that's going to come in and just work as a team player and not an individual. And I think from the Spurs documentary that's out now on Amazon, it's quite clear that Mourinho sees Deli Ali as like a world-class player, but you can see that Mourinho knows that Delhi is in his head too much and thinks he's too good. Yeah. And you can see I, that. I can see that from here. The first thing he says to Delhi is, you're lazy. Uh, and Delhi's like, ah, and he's joking about it. And he's like, no, you're lazy. Uh, you, you need to train better. You could be so good, but you're getting in your own way. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a matter of time for Delhi. I don't think he was... It didn't play well this season, even for Spurs. He had, I mean, he like, three played, good games. He barely played after, well, yeah, he played horribly, and he barely played after Marino came in. Well, Marino came in, and he started Delhi. He had three incredible games. Yeah. And then disappeared. Yep. And then Lacelso took his place. It's just, yeah. I, but going back to Doherty, I don't want to talk about Delhi Alley. <laughs> yeah, who was I, I think he's a great sign-in. I think he was pivotal to how well Wolves played. And I think Wolves are going to really miss him because he does the work that Adama Traore doesn't on that right-hand side. Mm. Adama Traore, you know, you don't want Traore defending. No. You want him to conserve his energy, give him the ball and just release him. Do what you want, man. Like, go, just run. Yeah. They can't stop you if you start running. And, you know, is Doherty going to be that player for us for the likes of Son, Lucas Moura, Steven Bergwijn? If we get Tunga and Dambale back from injury and he starts playing well, he'll have him in front of him. I'm excited for this season if Spurs can get a, a good a yeah, good you, start going. You guys have actually made a lot of signings from January till now. I would like yeah. some more just to strengthen. The, I'd like well, another centre-back. Like, five signings. Well, you got Lo Celso, you got Dumbele, 
Bergwijn. Uh, Bergwijn. Now you've got Doherty and Hoybjerg. And Joe Hart. <laughs> Joe hey. But he's a good experience. I think he's good, yeah. You, should, yeah. Uh, you, you guys didn't watch the friendly games that we've just had, but when Joe Hart came on, the leadership and experience was there because mm. what Hugo Lloris lacks in his communication, you can literally hear Joe Hart the whole game screaming at every single player. And I think that's... He said, he said himself, like, he's... He knows that he's not coming in to replace Lloris. Yeah. He's not that good. What he can be is a great cheerleader. <laughs> uh, and that's basically what he said. And good oh, on him. Like, yeah. All right. What, what are your... If... if, if, if What is your greatest hope for Doherty this, um, this season? Like, what, what would you hope they accomplish? Like, assists, goals, or just... If there's one thing that he does, what do you hope that he does? Uh, just everything he did for Wolves. Because... He not only defends well, yeah. he's a really tough player to dispossess. Even though like you don't think like Matt Dotti, wow, like what a tough player to get the ball off. He is because oh. he's he really uses his body well. He's Irish through and through. Just a tough guy individually. He can run with the ball, he can pass the ball, he can shoot. So just everything he did and he gets back his first interview he was like I'll run until I throw up every single game. Yeah, that's that's a Mourinho player. Uh, yeah, and it is. <laughs> like, it's a Mourinho player. He he said in an interview that like most Wolves games, he'd go in at halftime, throw up, go back out the second half, come back, throw up because he ran so much. Huh. He, he led Wolves for the the kilometers or miles ran. He led Wolves for sprints, even though they have Traore. Wow. He led Wolves for tackles. He got something like seven assists, three goals last year. It's pretty good. It's an upgrade from Serge Aurier. And yeah, and Trippier. If we, yeah, and Trippier. But if we keep Aurier there, he's great for you know the FA Cup and the games that we need that filler player to come and still perform. Yeah. And Aurier can. He can just he just gives away such stupid fouls. Yep. Yeah. And yes. Doherty is a clever player and he doesn't do that. But he'll foul when he needs to foul. Which is what Harry Kane does. He's smart. And, yes, yeah, very smart. smart player. Uh, but that's the only one we're looking like, and we're also looking at a Korean defender as well. Oh, um, Kim yeah. Sun Mi yeah. or something, who looks good, but he plays for Beijing, so I don't really know if that's going to be a. You never know, man. He's I mean, young. That's the. Th- he's young. He's big, and he looks good. And it might be a way to keep Sun there. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, it'd be great for Sunny. Like, but. I mean, that's Spurs. Let's get on to Chelsea. Yeah, Brata, you've got what? How many? What? Ziyech, How long we Fener, got? Yeah, Thiago Silva. Yeah. I'm going to the bathroom first because it's my well. <laughs> Havertz coming in. <laughs> yeah, was, I guess who do you want to talk about? Talk about who you want to talk about. I guess. So we signed a Malang Sar. I was actually trying to look up his first name. Um, we signed Malang Sar, who's a 21-year-old free transfer. But he's back on. Police. He's going back on loan, right? He's going out to loan, and I think that's what they're using the to Chelsea kind of way. get Kai Havertz. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's a business model that works. All right, <laughs> we don't pay for much for these guys, but they we make money off them. It's not right, but it works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we signed we signed him, and then I think the recent signing, other than Werner, that we already talked about, and uh, Ziyech is. Uh, uh, David. David? Nah, not David, but Silva. 
Tiago oh, Silva. Tiago Silva. Yeah. yeah, the other, yeah. That, so many nice. Silvas. Yeah. <laughs> so many Silvas, yeah. Tiago Silva. Tiago Silva. 35, free transfer. Chilwell. We signed him. Chilwell, too. We signed him. Um, but I think Tiago Silva is going to be instrumental. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I agree. Leadership signed him. experience. Yeah, we signed him for a year with another 12-month optional, which is what we were trying to get William. He wouldn't take it. Um, and I think that's just – it's great that they were able to stick to their model. That's what I – like about that uh but other than experience that he's bringing which is going to be fantastic for our back line because i think you know zuma and christensen have immense talent especially christensen i think he could learn so much under silver oh, yeah. tutelage oh yeah uh, definitely yeah because we we've, we've been lacking leadership in the back since john terry left you know we've had gary cahill was pretty good but he was no john terry I think David Silva's leadership skills are on point. I just don't Tiago, know. Tiago Silva. Tiago Silva. Tiago Silva. <laughs> I just don't know how that's going to affect Aspilicueta if he's made if the captain's armband gets taken from him. And I don't think it, it would. I think that'd be a Silva. foolish mistake. You don't take. You don't take that. That's up. what I've been reading about. That's really? I've been reading that they're going to make him a captain. And that wow. was one of his uh, allures. I tell you what, they should. You Aspil- think so? Yeah, Asby's not a good captain. What can he do when Chelsea lose, or if they're losing, he hasn't got the presence that someone like Tiago will have. Tiago is just that kind of... Hmm. He's got the the physical presence, I mean. Like, the presence that... He's a big boy. Yeah, you know, even in everyday life, if someone that size comes up to you, you listen to them more. (laughs) Whereas if this little Spaniard came up to you, you'd be like, all right, um... That was your mistake for the goal, and you're blaming me. That's all I see of Aspilicueta. I, you know, I, I don't you. like him. Doing that when Kepa and Sari, when Kepa was supposed to go off, yeah, that was Aspilicueta handled that horribly. Because if I, if you're a captain there, I would drag him off by his yeah, ear. You say, yeah, you pick you pick him up and carry him to the sideline. Get off this field. That's coach, what John Terry said. Coach said yeah. you're off. Get off this field. If you don't use your two legs, I will carry you off. That's how. Yeah. That's what you do as a captain. Actually, I, I actually know. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm more, yeah. I'm more concerned yeah. about what's that going to do with chemistry, yeah. right? And how if that's going to create any friction. If if he goes, if Aspie goes and be, you know, and he's, yeah, you know, I'll be, I'll be co-captain. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and that's, I think that's perfect, and it works in everybody's favor very well. But I am really excited about Thiago Silva, um, but Ben Chilwell is going to be. I think that's a second. He, he I, I think. And that's his second, well, I think that's his second yeah. most important best signing. I agree. Yeah. And I think from the friendly game you played against Brighton, the goal was incredible. The pass from Ziyech was just everything I've ever seen of Ziyech in one yeah. curling ball down to, was it Hudson Adoy? Who had just misplaced that header. But Werner was there to tidy it up. He was. But this is this is the, this is the maddening part. And people are like, oh, Hudson Adoy. It's like, you might progress his talent. He's nowhere near Mason Greenwood's level no. or Sancho's level. He is a world-class talent, but gosh, I feel like he's just – he reminds me of Dele Alli. Yeah, lot. he's – I was, I was literally about to say he's the Dele Alli of Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. He, he thinks he's as good as Sancho because he's trying to, you know, ask for that contract, but you're not that level, which actually – I actually feel bad for Chelsea with how uh, Hudson-Odoi kind of bullied them into – getting a full-on contract when he's not at that level yet. but They're rich. They can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what you were missing from the Brighton game was Kai Havertz. Because it, 
Well, we didn't your have midfield Mason. is not. We didn't have Mason Mount either. Mm, he's not Havertz. He's not Havertz, but but Havertz wouldn't play in the center mid role. I don't think because Ziyech played. Frank Lampard has Ziyech playing that center mid role, and he was just roaming around. I think Z- if if he can find a way to to make a Havertz Mount partnership in the middle, share. That would be amazing. It would be if they can work it out. And I think they could because I think they're both young. And I think they're both really talented. Well, and Havertz is lazy, whereas Mount is not. Mount will run. Yeah, he will. He'll he run will. all game. Yeah. But I think, I agree with Steve, I think Chilwell will be... Even though the, the attacking signings are usually the most exciting, the signings of Thiago Silva and Chilwell will be the reason why Chelsea will be... Oh, yeah. Favorites for the title this year. Chelsea, reason, the, the, I thought Chilwell was last week, and we talked about him. I think Chilwell is the most important signing of Chelsea. More than Thiago Silva. I absolutely do. I love oh, Chilwell. Okay. Because I think, Chilwell. Our, I think our center mids were not as bad as they looked. The problem was when you have inexperienced center mids, and then you have a left back that has no defensive capabilities, and you're playing four in the back. And I think that's what really killed us. Yeah, coaches will attack that all the time. Yeah, and when Aspliqueta was playing on that left side, we weren't nearly like we still conceded goals, but we didn't look like we were going to concede goal in every attack yeah. like we do when Marco Alonso or Emerson play there. Mm-hmm. So I do think Chilwell, I think Chilwell left back was the most crucial position for Chelsea to fill next to a goalkeeper. Yeah. And I think that's the. That's it. That's the issue right there. Yeah. It, there it, I think Chelsea, if they get Havertz, and I won't say that they're my favourites for the title next year until I see the first few games, but yeah. on paper, uh, yes, on paper, they should be, but not with Kepa in goal, no. certainly not with Caballero in goal. But I don't know how much money you've got still from like uh, Chelsea down. have done great business the last couple of years, but if there is any money left for someone like, if we sign Havertz, we'll be down thirty million. Which okay. is not bad. That's not bad. I mean, because you had we still a, have to offload people, though. We still have to get rid of Barkley. And if someone comes in for Kepa for big money or some kind of swap deal, yeah. anyone nobody, nobody's going to pay big money for Kepa after he no, does they won't. Big but, money, no, they won't. But they may pay a few million for Caballero. They may pay fifteen to twenty million for Barkley. Which I do think, if Havertz comes, he's going to have to go. Huh. You either get a Ruben Loftus Cheek who's twenty four and has probably very big talent and has yet to live up to his potential or Barkley who has already reached his potential. Yeah, Barkley is at his peak if not past it whereas Loftus-Cheek can get there. Yeah, so you get rid of Barkley, you get rid of Emerson um, and you're looking at 35, 40 million there. I think you would be fine with Havertz and signing a keeper. I think it would come out even. If you can get like a Nick Pope or someone like... I would love Nick Pope at Chelsea. I really would. But yeah, I think he's... as an Englishman, his oh, yeah. price is going to be... Mm-hmm. Like, the, I don't the, think you can get Nick Pope under 50, 60. The English yeah, tax. Yeah, I agree. The English, the English tax is just... Like Lampard might do a little bit of magic and do a swap deal. Yeah. That might actually work really well. Like, why would, if you were Lampard at this point, uh, why wouldn't you say, we'll give you Kepa and Barkley for Nick Pope? What has he got to lose? Barkley is leagues underneath Havertz and Mount. Yeah. And you've got Kante in the back. Where's he going to play? I think it's more like a player agreement. If the players would agree to leave, I think that's probably the biggest thing. 
Because I think uh, Barkley still has time left on his contract. I think it goes to twenty twenty two or three. He's want to get paid. Yeah, yeah he's so, got. He's, he's gonna. Not, I don't see. I don't see any player leaving Chelsea voluntarily because they're gonna look at that money like. Barkley's. I think if Havertz comes, Barkley's gone. He has to. Barkley is definitely gonna leave, and I think Emerson is gonna leave. Now that Chilwell's there, it's just a matter of agreeing on feet. And Caballero might as well leave because if you sign a new goalkeeper, do you really need? Three goalkeepers. I think Caballero would stay second. It's possible. Oh, I agree. If you can, if I mean, you can, he's not, not going to be behind Kepa. If you can offload, I read that Kepa wants to stay at Chelsea and fight. So if you, can offload, if you can offload Kepa for a loan, I think that would be great business. So how many players do you want to sign this this uh, this window? You've already signed, what, six? Yeah. Well, so, I mean. Five, I guess. You're going to yeah. sign six with Havertz being confirmed. And Sauer went back on loan. So but. we really just, the only position that I think we are genuinely replacing is Abraham. Like, that is a position that he just was not good enough the second half of the season. He started brilliantly first half. He was he was competing for Golden Boot. He got hurt. He came back, and he just was not the same. Hmm. Like He still had moments of brilliance where I thought he was, it's like, oh, this is beautiful. But we needed we need someone we need a striker because there yeah. was a there was a run of games where we were just not scoring any goals. We were creating chances yeah. but not converting anything. And you know, we we just needed Werner. And then when you when you have William leaving, right? Yeah. You gotta bring in someone because Hudson Adoy is way too young to carry that mantle. We just talked about him being inconsistent and being lazy off the ball and now really working off the ball, which drives me nuts. He thinks he's Hazard, but not proven, you know? And it's like, all right, when you carry the team on your back, then you can be yeah, lazy they... and not run back and play defense. But until then, you got to hustle, man. The and thing you're 18. Is... Hustle. The yeah. thing is, what happens now to Abraham? He needs to go, go back on loan. No, but no, no but like, not. The, the, the thing is, Werner is still relatively young. What about Giroud? But no, what I'm saying is Abraham is never going to be Werner's quality. No. Never. So I think – I don't know about that. I think Abraham – I think – so the funny aspect when players come to Premier League is there's always injuries. I think Abraham will be pushed. We were talking last year, you know, if you know Werner's coming, why are you not being pushed? Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy that Abraham was just not taking it, like just did not seem like he wants it. I think – with Abraham there, it gives Frank Lampard an option to play four four two, and I think that might be a very interesting combining them two. You because want, you want four four two in this era of football? I don't think I want four four two. I think four four two would be good to play against certain teams, especially teams like Burnley, that are difficult mm. to break down. But I think when you have Werner, Werner, who's fast and loves to run, and when you have Abraham, who's great at hold up play. I think that could be a pretty good partnership. That could be pretty effective. I think if if Abraham can get stronger, then yeah. But I think he started the season really well, as we said. But players and managers just worked him out too quickly. And here's the thing about good players and average players, and the thing that happened with Deli Ali at Tottenham. Once people worked him out, he had nothing. Yeah. And I think that's what happened to Abraham. He was just like. But so, so is Delhi, yeah, and he's, not, he's not progressed. He's been dropped out of the England team, as is Abraham. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he got so. called. Hmm? Yeah, he got called. Mason Mount and Abraham both got an English really? call. Really? Mm-hmm. For Abraham? For what? That's a 
Abraham's been marred with injuries. I think I think he never fully recovered when he came back, and I think he lost a step. I really do think he can regain that form, and I think him competing with Werner would be another Drogba Anelka kind of potential partnership that's happening. And I think if anyone can make it work, it's Lampard. He's literally been under the tutelage of Mourinho and Chilotti who've done that. And I think he can make it work. I would like to see Abraham like take a leaf out out of Giroud's book and maybe work on his hold-up play and offer something that Werner doesn't. Yeah, he's 6'5". Yeah, he's tall as hell. He can... Win Looking balls in the air, feet. but he can't win balls in the air because he gets bullied. What yeah. we, I look at, look at uh, what's his name, Mazukic. Yeah, dude, Mazukic. People yeah. are scared of him, man. And yeah. Mitrovic, remember yeah, him be, from Fulham? Well, Mitrovic is. First off, they're both from Eastern Europe, and I can tell you, <laughs> I, I'm an expect, exception. But those bastards are crazy. Yeah, uh, they're fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, you know. But, but he needs. I mean, if you're a big striker, you have to have a mean streak in you because defenders, at least in the Premier, center backs in the Premier League, they don't like they push you around, man. If you don't, if you don't give them something, like you're gonna get manhandled. Well, that's and that's if you're what I've seen. That big, you gotta like you gotta push back and say, hey, yeah, what are you, what are you gonna do? You gotta fight me. That's it's kind of like Deeney, like when he said Arsenal doesn't have any bullocks. Like he was being serious, like. He was bullying the defenders. But that's what I mean. It's like you can tell whether it's Chelsea or whether no matter who you're watching, mm-hmm. there is certain aspect there's very few young players when they miss, they're not happy with themselves. They're they they're hard on themselves. People like Abraham is like, ah, oh, it's so close. Right? That's not something you want to see. No. Like, you don't want to see someone be like happy that he was so close. It's like I'll get it next time. You want someone that has like Ronaldo mentality and just like beating himself yeah. up over it. And I think that's what separates young talent from exceeding versus staying where they are. And I think that's what happened with a lot of these promising young talents that never go elsewhere. It's their attitude. Hmm. And I think Lampard with Warner there, Warner's that kind of guy. He's been proving. He's been constantly delivering. And he's not happy with himself just doing that. He wants more. And I think that's what and I think it just shows when he left Leverkusen to join Chelsea, he wants more. Yeah. You know, so, and right. I don't know. Abraham is going to stay in fight for his place, and I, I like that. But I think there could be a deadly partnership. Playing four four two to surprise teams might work in Frank Lampard's favor. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. So, I mean, of course, we had to spend a lot of time talking about Chelsea transfers and all that. But um, on to more important things. Whoa, hold on, hold on. <laughs> on some more important things, everyone. I do, I do want to, before we finish, I do want to say Kai Havertz is yeah. going to be signed this week, and yeah. I am pumped. I am glad that my trash talk last night while Chelsea up to do something about it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sure, I, I'm sure Frank watched. Yeah. Thanks, I mean, Frank. Super Frank, I, I do love you. <laughs> I wish you were my dad. <laughs> I wish he was my friend, very good friend. I wish he was here right now. But you're for cha- uh, not Champions League. You're for Nations League is coming up again, which I think is a horrible idea because me too. Just get on with the Premier League. I don't yeah, care about just, Nations. Get on with that, but how many injuries are going to happen? Yeah, we, should, exactly. we should we should make a bet. How many injuries are going to happen? Oh my goodness! Uh, but I guess that's not why we're bringing it up. But that is very valid, though. Just the congestion of games and. There's not more subs than Premier League, but well, they haven't really. They just came back. A lot of them came back from a break, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. imagine City's season. We were just talking how 
a, a amazing city are going to be next year, and KDB gets hurt. Ah, it's it's gonna hurt, it's gonna hurt things. Yeah, so like, I mean, yeah, yeah, that would that would not be great. But I mean, we've got a lot of uh, nice game, uh, great games coming. We've got what eight games coming up. Um, what are you guys recommended games? Well, for me, it's going to be Iceland, England, just because England. And then I know we've got Denmark, England next week, but rematch of the Euros, right there. Exactly, and I think England have, have it this time. They've just got a better team. Mm. I'm just very concerned that Kane's going to get injured. Yeah, and I, I just Sounds think about right. Yeah, he has such a trouble with his ankles, and Iceland are a physical team. I just, I would just rather it not happen or start like one of the young strikers and let him have a run around. Makes me wonder if the whole Mount having COVID-19 is actually real or not. Same as because, Winks. Yeah. Wink, Winks dropped out for undisclosed reasons really? of the England team. Huh. If that's not Tottenham being like, they don't need you, just just come back. <laughs> You're not going to play That's anyway. Mourinho. I could see Mourinho <laughs> doing yeah. that for sure. Well, also, England, like, with me. England are pretty stacked in midfield. So, the same with Mount. I bet... I bet the clubs have had some kind of word with them and say, how are you feeling? Are you okay? Maybe you shouldn't go. We can help you with the excuse. Stay That's here, possible. rehabilitate, and let's do some minor fitness stuff. Because right. I mean, there, there, is that, there is that decision you have to make. Do I want to represent my country? Which everyone Nations does. League? Yeah, you want to, but then it's Nations League. It's not the Euros. Or do I want to be fit for the start of the season because I only had a two-week break and I only have and I'm right back into it and it's going to be a long season with all the games that are going to be played that are going to be scrunched up a bit so I mean you might just have to make a, just a calculated decision to say you know what this might hurt my future national career but my job that actually pays me I want to be there and be fit for that so you might like okay maybe you think about your wallet maybe you think about I, your I, job I, they still think about national recognition. Well, I'm pretty sure it's more like the clubs think about their assets. Oh, of course. Because, you know, yeah. it's like, all right, you know, Mesa Mount is the integral part of Chelsea. Even with any new players coming, he is the integral part of Chelsea. But we said it right there. There's two players that have pulled out of the England squad, Harry Winks, Mesa Mount. Yeah. Both clubs have two new players come in in the exact same positions. You know he wants to fight for that. He needs, he needs to be in training right and there. I just... don't blame him because, as you said, Nations League, who gives a shit? <laughs> if it was the Euros or the World Cup, then, yeah, the players are going to be like, nope, representing my country and I'm proud of it. But now... Yeah. Or, qualif- or qualifiers, maybe. It's too, more yeah. of a burden to the players because they're like, I just want to get on with the Premier The Premier League starts next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited about I'm tingling. <laughs> Wait, next, oh my next weekend. Yeah. Wow, it's so soon. <laughs> so soon. <laughs> yes. I love I'm it. So excited. Yeah. I, I love it. I feel like it's like I feel Christmas. Like, exactly. Especially I feel like the Thanksgiving fan. was the ending of a season. And then we had that little break and now it's Christmas again. Yeah. No, I wish it was like this year. every year. Yeah. Whole, yeah, I do too. I hate when the Premier League goes away. Yeah, me For too. Real. I love it so much. Yeah. But I mean, probably fantasy's back. There's also Germany, Spain, which would be a good game. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's probably the best game of the Euro, the UEFA Nations League, Germany, Spain. I think it's the biggest names, uh, most recognizable countries. But I don't see, I I don't see this being as a solid game. I think it's just a good game because of names that are going to be. What's, present, what's your but, game to watch then? 
I think Germany is obviously going to win, but I, I think Bosnia-Italy would be an interesting game. And I'm only saying that because Bosnia didn't make the Euros. And Bosnia are and tough, I, like, tough physically. Yeah, and I think, I think Italy is obviously going to win, but I think Bosnia will want to fight and prove, make sure that they get into a World Cup. Mm-hmm. They'll, be, they'll be fighting to win. Who's your, who's your top player? Pjanic, right? We have Pjanic, we have Jaco. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a few players. Klasenac, yeah. Um, who's in goal? Handanovic. Han- oh, Handanovic. Uh, no, no. It's I actually don't know who's in goal this now. Huh. Oblak's not. He's Serbian, right? Slovakian. Slovakian. A Slovenian. Yeah, Slovakian. Yeah, I don't know who's in a goal right now. Hmm. But yeah, I think that would be, be the game, game to watch. Yeah, that would be a good game. And they have an aging squad. Pjanic is old. Jako is old. They're just tough. You know. But they're, they are physically... They're like Burnley, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you play them, you know you're going to get beaten up. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have some scrapes and bruises from the game. It's <laughs> like, oh. Exactly. And, and their pitch, oh, it is not. Like, a lot of people complain how awful Broken the glass is. and bullets in there? Probably. What is <laughs> the, where do they play? What's the capital of Bosnia? Sarajevo. Sarajevo, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah obviously, man. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> you went there, didn't you? Yeah, I've been to Bosnia. Can't remember it. <laughs> That happens. It's actually a beautiful part of Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that part, like Croatia, Bosnia, yeah, Montenegro. Yeah, a lot of our, like forests. Oh, and it's, na- yeah. Yeah. oh, it's gorgeous. But Great food, cheap beer. Yeah, very cheap oh, beer. Hey. But, <laughs> but the capital right. cities aren't that nice in Eastern Europe. Yeah. But the countryside is amazing. Mm. I think my game to watch actually is Netherlands Poland. The reason why I say so, Netherlands has a solid team, obviously. Solid team. Poland but, uh, has Lewandowski. No coach. Oh yeah, Netherlands Poland. is uh, Robert Roberto Martinez. Is yes, that? no, Belgium. That's oh, he's Belgium. Yeah, Coleman used to be Netherlands. Ah. who is Netherlands manager now? I don't know. No, I don't know. Who Quite knows? left. I mean, they've got talent there. They don't need. They've got talent, but Poland also has talent. I mean, granted, a lot of the talent sits in Lewandowski. Oh, Poland, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you have Milic or Milik. Um, Fabianski's in goal, right? Fabianski's in goal. Yeah. Now, there's or may, talent. Uh, maybe Chesney. There's, there's talent outside of Maybe, Dowski, yeah. No, but no, I, yeah, I still Chesney. think it'll be an interesting game because the Netherlands, they almost have, right now, not previously, but right now, they almost have the England syndrome where they had a lot of talent, but they could not win games. They had this all this talent in the field, but they just could not make it work together. The same thing that Belgium, the same problem that Belgium had. Belgium has so much talent, but they just did not live up to the talent. Like, they had individual talent, but as far as team talent goes, they just could not mesh together, which I think England had that. Well, no, I think. I know England had that problem when Scholes, Gerrard, and Lampard were all Oh, yeah, they, they just didn't. Age. They yeah. didn't have a good manager. That's all that was. Yeah. yeah Why not. couldn't they get a good manager? That's... I don't know. That's a whole... That could be a whole episode. But, so, yeah, the same thing. England had that. Belgium had that. I think Netherlands now kind of have that bit of a problem. I don't think it's as bad as those two teams. But you see it, though, just with all the stars that they have, I think they should be doing better. But they have a young squad, right? Yeah, Netherlands now squad. has a young squad. Because in 2010, they made a Euros final. Yeah. They lost to Spain. Uh, they beat Spain in 2014. That embarrassing. Oh, well, who have they, they got? They got Depay, Bergwijn, De Jong, Van der Beek, De Ligt. Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum. Van Dijk. Yeah. yeah. Ake. They got a solid squad. Oh, man. Yeah, got, I mean, they have... 
Silicon is Brian in goal for them. Babel. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But they've got the pie up front now. Bible won't play. Yeah, he won't play. But they have a solid team. And if well, not Cliver, it's no good. But um, he's pretty good. He's Justin, quick. Justin is. Did uh, he play for Rome? He made now? a mistake by. Yeah, I think he should have gone elsewhere. He's flopped at Rome pretty much. Should have gone to the Premier League. I think so. Should have gone to a club. Uh, someone like. Wolves or someone because if him on the left and Adama Traore, I don't know how I don't know how he's still at Wolves, but that's why I think it's gonna be a good game because a lot of people will just write off Poland because they're like, Oh, Netherlands, color their talent, but like I, I, I totally forgot they don't. Well, they have a manager, probably just a caretaker manager, but their manager just left, they don't really play that well together. Although that their last game they had against was it England or they beat England three to two. Where um what, Netherlands? Netherlands, yeah. Wasn't it where Stones had the? Uh, was it England? I don't remember. I forget. They had a pretty good game. One of the last games of the Nations League earlier. They had a really good game, but I don't think they played together that well. And I think Poland. I think the Poland as a sum of a team might be better. Just they don't, might not have as much individual talent. So I think that'll make it interesting just to see how those teams are pitted against each other. See, that's what I like about these kind of games because. You, th- you look at a team like Poland and you think, oh, who have they got? Lewandowski. Oh, they'll lose. But then yeah. the actual team itself... It's a yeah. team game. ...is a team. Yeah. And they're hard workers as a Polish team. Strong. It could be a really good game. And I think the same with Italy-Bosnia. On paper, Italy wins it all day. And yeah. I think they will still. I don't I really know, don't. man. I, you know, I, the Italians I aren't do. tough. They're not a tough team. Like They're going to go to... Well, it's... Italy at home, I think, but Bosnia are going to take it to them. Yeah, they will. They it, will. Italy, Italy's, Italy's all about tactics, right? What are you going to do with your tactics when you can't just like sit back and pass all around when somebody's knocking you, knocking you over, dude? Like, what are you going to do? I they got still, Jekyll like, up front. Like, I still, yeah, guys, I still think, think, bully people. Man. I still think Italy is probably top five team in Europe. No, I do. Who have they got up front? Italy. Uh, they hadn't seen it. Was it um, Senior? No. Well, they got Chiro Immobile, Lorenzo yeah. Senior. Yeah, they but they a... they didn't make the last World Cup. They didn't. Well, that that's a travesty. They should have. The coach is trash. The coach had what two strikers sitting on the bench and they refused to bring him on. Oh, that was awful. I remember. Yeah, that. I remember. I remember uh, what's his name? Di Natale was. Uh, being told to get up from the, was it Di Natale? I forget. No, no it wasn't Di Natale. It was a big name. It no, was it was, it was, it was, a, it was a midfielder that was being told, "Hey, go warm up. You're getting ready to go off the bench." And he's pointing li- and seeing like, "Why isn't he warming up?" That's yeah, how yeah, bad yeah. it was. Like, I'm a midfielder. That's a striker. Why isn't he going on? We're losing. It's like that's how bad it was. So Italy has Immobile and Signe. Uh, they had Belotti, Bernadeschi, uh, Moise Keane, Mauricio Chiesa, and then Nicolo Zaniolo. Zaniolo, they have solid. Chiesa's team. really good. He's on my, he's yeah. on my, uh, he's on my team. They have Tonali in the midfield. Zaniolo, yeah, Tottenham are trying to sign him at the moment. Yeah, they have Tonali in the midfield. Barella, Pellegrini, Gagliardini, Sensi, uh, Jorginho, Stefano Sharawi, Sharaway. Yeah, he's, def- still, he's still around. Their defense is pretty solid. I know, right? Yeah, they got Chiellini and Bonucci in the middle. Yeah, yeah, they're. They're pretty. I think Italy is probably top five team in but Europe. Jeko will still bully Chiellini yeah. and Bonucci, and he plays against them. Yeah, he plays. Against yeah, them. he's yeah. that so good. He's, he's so. that. I hated it when Man City played Tottenham when Jeko was up front for him because he's so strong. 
it's crazy he wasn't more successful. I, I honestly think that's he was, crazy. He was slightly too early, I think. I if he think came so. like when Pep was in charge and he was like him and Aguero, like 50 oh, 50. Jacko and Aguero? That'd be amazing. No, I'd hate that. Are you, you kidding me? Well, you can't get the ball off Jacko. And... No. Worse than Drogba. But yeah, I think, yeah, those are the games that to look out for. There's also Portugal, Croatia. That'd be a good game. Too. And Sweden, France. Again, like, you look at that and think, oh, France will win that. But you've got Pogba out and Dombele yeah. out. They haven't got a, a left... Well, no, they, they do, Teo Hernandez. But Sweden, they're another one of those got, teams that are like, they're a good team. Well, you still, you still got Griezmann and Mbappe on there. And their defense is pretty solid. You got, what, Kimpembe and... Uh, Longley. Yeah, Longley. Maybe Laporte. Did Laporte make that team? Laporte yeah, probably. got called up this time, but is injured. He finally got called up after not being called up for so many... Because Deschamps doesn't really like Laporte. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> but he finally got called up and he got injured. So I was like, oh, I guess you... I don't not... like Deschamps. I think he's such a snob. He's he French, won the World Cup, he? Oh, he... my God. French. I think he's such a snob. I don't like Deschamps. I don't like Barcelona hierarchy. I think they're all such snobs that it's just infuriating me. I, I, it's like they're no, I just see him nose in the air. How about you just start the trash talk right now? At least you know, talk about who you don't like. Yeah, he was your trash yeah. talk. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, it's it's complicated. Who oh do boy. I pick this week, right? I had said it's a process I have to go through just go all the, the time. It's a process I have to go. So, my trash talk is actually League of Nations, right? Oh. And we we mentioned earlier about Nations League. League of Nations. <laughs> the problem, the problem is that I think when when these things happen, when there's this international break, usually Premier League's well underway, and people have had time. They had a preseason. They had time to compete. They had time to train. They played some games, and then they go and play for their country. And there's always injuries that are happening. Yeah. And now we have all of a sudden nothing of that sorts happening. They're not even bothered by it. They're not even doing anything to push it back. Yeah. You know, it's like at least have an international break in November when players have had some playing time under them where they don't get hurt. You know, we, we've just signed five freaking players. I could just easily see two or three of them getting injured. Ziyech is already injured, you know? That sucks. That actually sucks, though. Like, that does suck. Yeah, Werner, it, wasn't, it wasn't even contact. It, was just, it wasn't even was, contact, yeah, was... but Werner's playing against Spain, you know, playing against the bastard Ramos. I mean... Didn't even think I'm of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just... It's yeah. it's scary. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll be watching that game hoping that I don't care who wins, but I don't want injuries. Like, I don't want any of the Chelsea players to get injured. Especially with Havertz coming in as well. Yeah, yeah. because it's just going to hurt us. It's going to hurt us so bad. And I definitely could see players getting injured and i either the games are not going to be that entertaining or they're going to push themselves and hurt themselves and it's going to be game over you know like i was just looking at bosnian players most of them play in istanbul or other european countries jaco is the only one playing for high profile roma and pjanic for barcelona you know if they get hurt they're obviously it's going to be dangerous but if anyone else gets hurt i'm sorry but who cares (laughs) who cares if you play for istanbul who cares? Yeah, they still bull people care. They care, but who cares? Like, the, 
you know, it's they're like, not getting the money, is well. yeah, yeah. exactly. They don't get the, they don't get the money. I know the team and the fan base there is absolutely stunning, and but it's they don't get the money. They're not high profile players, and it's they have. I feel like they have a lot less to lose when you have Netherlands with De Jong and De Ligt and you know Virgil Van Dijk. When you have them going against Poland, who only high profile player is Lewandowski and Milik and. Chesney, which who's in a goal? Let's be honest. Chances of him getting hurt <laughs> or none. You know, you have levels. you have a lot more to lose as Netherlands, who has these players coming from high profile clubs, and there's a certain amount of pressure on you. Yeah, and I, that's all I'm saying. It's like it, the clubs have to be putting pressure on these nations, and it's just I don't know who my trash talk is for this tournament, or if it's FIFA for being so poor at organizing this. But it's really poorly done, and I do think that there's dan- ch- you know chance of players getting hurt. We talked about Harry Kane. If Harry Kane gets hurt. Tottenham's already behind. Like yeah. I'm sorry, but you're yeah. you're gonna you're starting as a handicap. You're start, starting with a handicap. Yep. And the same thing can be said for many other teams. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If if, if Bruno Fernandes gets uh, injured, Portugal, Croatia, like that is our that's the beginning of our season. Just Croatia, a tough team as well. Yeah, they're a tough team, but they're they're aging. You know, like you have, uh, it's Everybody, just everybody's old there. I mean, Modric and Rakitic are all. That's, are old, that's the like, thing. Like Modric is still playing a really big integral part for Real Madrid, and Real Madrid want to go and challenge for Champions League next year. They're they have a good solid team. They just won a La Liga for the first time in years. And then you have Modric get hurt, and obviously they have plenty of players that are going to step into that role. But you're losing leadership in that midfield. You know, yeah. you're losing. And it, it's just, to me, it's dangerous, and I think it's irresponsible. And FIFA, whoever's in charge of this tournament, get your shit together. <laughs> I mean, FIFA, well, we don't. It's a joke. I'm not even going to go. I, I see that path going on. But we should do our research on FIFA and have just like a presentation about corruption. Oh, oh my goodness. How? how we, we could go for hours yeah, about that. Um, but yeah, Steve-o? my trash talk is the Barcelona board. Okay, I feel for Messi, bad yeah. for this man Messi. Like I really, really, I really do. So let's go back to. So I, there's some other ones that I've already forgotten. But I remember the Griezmann deal, right? Griezmann had I think it was a 220 some. It was in the 200 millions uh, release clause. Then he talks to Barcelona, says, "Hey, I want to talk. I want to join Barcelona." Barcelona's like, "Oh, you got this big release clause. What are you gonna do?" Wait till next year. It's going to drop down. So Barcelona waits, and they sign him, and they have to pay that big release clause. Then almost goes to court, and then court says, you know what? I figured out the court ruled it in favor of Barcelona. I, well, I, yeah, I did go to court, right? And then, or I, I forget if it went to court or not, but whatever. Barcelona gets Griezmann, but it's like, you know what? You wanted to sign him that year, but then you found all this out. Then you sign him for less, which really, that just. It's not a good business decision, though. Not I would, to I say, devil's advocate. Isn't that a good business decision? Um, this is a trash talk. Um, the ethics of it is just the ethics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the morality of you. it. I'm with you. I'm and with then you. you have the you have the transfer with Usman Dembele, how how that mm. was handled. And then there's a third one. I just cannot remember it. There's a third one that they did. It was just they just rubbed me the wrong way and rubbed the other club the wrong way. So there's been three deals that they've done. that's been just like ruthless. Not just the morality has been definitely in question. Just you know just. Burning bridges, essentially, as you're making deals, which 
Who does that, man? Like, but they're notorious does... for getting players to demand transfers and not show yeah. up to practice. Exactly. I mean, why would you? I and mean, you're just like you're just creating this strife at other clubs just to get a player. Just like you know, we want that player. He's ours. I'm like, dude. Like, why? Why do you have to be like that? And then now, Messi wants to leave. And it's like, and they're saying, oh wait, if you get a call from a different club talking about wanting to sign Messi, don't answer. Yeah. And then Messi is being super respectful and it's like. They're saying you're playing here next year, or if anyone wants to get take Messi, you're paying the release clause. Not even trying to have a conversation with him at all. It's like this man is giving you so much, so many titles, so many so many classical wins. Yeah, respect so many goals. him. Yeah, he scored so many goals. Was it 500 goals? He won them plus. leagues, won them Champions League. Carry the team on his back, literally, and this is how you're treating him. That's so ridiculous. Oh, Braithwaite from Leganes. Oh dear! Yeah. And that's that's the like, just that the <laughs> what in the world like is it? It's not your God given right to play with three strikers. If you have enough injuries where you can't play with three, three strikers, change your formation, man. And then you go to Leganes, force Braithwaite to come over, and then Leganes gets absolutely screwed because they just lost their best striker. And then oh, guess what? You're not starting him anymore after injuries <laughs> uh, crisis resolved. What in the world? Yeah, it's just it's, the world, yeah. it's dirty, isn't it? You, it's dirty. I agree. There's like very unethical aspect the way yeah. they're approaching. And then you run a smear campaign against your best player in the last what? He's been there there for like what? 15 years. He's been there since when I was 13. You run a smear campaign against him, and then you run a smear campaign against some of your best players. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, are you insane? It doesn't, no sense, any, yeah, it doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense. To like this, Bartomeu, however you say his name. Like, what in the world, man? Like, dude, I hope you watch this and just like take a reality check, dude. What is wrong with you? Like, seriously, how do you treat people like that? Like, and then I'll say it's coming back. It's coming back at him because those three chances right there. I'm sure those aren't the only three where they've just gone at it in just a horrible way. I'm sure there's more that I don't know about. And then Messi's like, you know, what? I'll be respectful. I'm not going to say anything during the season. So that um, keep, we're keeping team unity. Says something after the season's over, so it doesn't interfere with the team at all. And then this is how I respond to him. He's your, your golden boy. This is how you say, you know, dude. Like, yeah, Barca board, dude. He's a. I feel like he's a big bully. And Barcelona is a club that's very rich. I think they're what third richest club in the world behind United and. Possibly Real Madrid. I think United just slipped down, actually. Uh, well, but, anyway. But, yeah, they're I feel there. like the difference is United spends money, but I don't think United is a bully. I feel like yeah. Barcelona is that rich snob who is like, I'll buy you. I'll just yeah. buy you. Yeah. One way or the yeah. other, yeah. I'll buy you. Yeah, I'll get you here. Yeah. It's like whatever it takes, I will, I will do whatever it takes to buy you. And that's what they do. And I do agree. I think, I think Griezmann was... You know, the fact that they planned that from the beginning, and I do think there's ethical aspect to it. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, if you can spend 50% less, why wouldn't you? It's a good business decision, but it he is had that unethical. Agree- he, had that, like, he had that verbal personal agreement to say, oh, wait till the release cost goes down. Right? But it's also these players. Why are you so stupid to let them do that to you? Exactly. Why right. are you so stupid to do that because they want to play for Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you not learned anything from Osman Dembele? 140 million and he doesn't play. Right. Usman, Usman, up playing as a PS4. And... 
He's so good as well. He like, is. He is. Man. Is he, he sh- good anymore? Because I don't know. I haven't seen him play in two years. Yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah, he, he is. is good. He was good. I don't know if he is anymore. Almost got that bell syndrome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What's, your, what's your trash talk, Tom? Uh, so I, I think my – I know I said earlier it wasn't, but I think it's going to be – change that. It's going to be just football's etiquette towards the transfer market. Ooh. Because I hate the fact that why, why if you're a club, why wouldn't you just say, hey, th- these are the players we're going for. Stick with us and we'll let you know. Why do we have to go on like the news and social media and be like, <laughs> this is tier three that Tottenham are trying to sign this. Why wouldn't the club just come out and say false? <laughs> what have they got to lose to be like, well, actually, we're not looking for this player. They can do it in a respectful way and say... Well, actually, no, we're not looking for this player at the moment, but maybe in the future. I hate it, man. I hate that it gets my hopes up because I'll look at it and be like, Tottenham back in for Gareth Bale. I'm like, okay, Tottenham back in for Dybala. Fuck. <laughs> Tottenham sign Hoiberg from Southampton. Like, I mean, it's, it, nothing against Hoiberg, but he's no Dybala, let's face it. Up and down roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, it's just, and you got Chelsea signing all these world world class players. United coming in for Van der Veek, who is awesome. And yeah, I'm happy with our signings, but I just wish that there was like a list. Or Tottenham would, Daniel Levy would come out and say, "Listen, forget this. If you see this, it's false. We're going for this price range. So if you see any fake news saying we're going for eight. 90 million Dybala, you know it's wrong. But isn't that, isn't that part of the roller coaster just the transfer? No, I hate it. As a Tottenham fan, I hate it. It's all right for you guys, are rich clubs. Well, I mean, we we've, only got, two. we've only signed one person. But, like, still, United all going for. But, yeah, I mean, Tottenham are rich, but Daniel Levy is a mug for not spending money on a <laughs> club that he a, wants to grow. Yeah. Such a, I, I'm going to use a British word phrase. He's such a wanker. Yeah, he's a snake, isn't he? Oh, he's he's like, people have the wrong perception of me and they think that I don't care about the club. Like, well, sign a good player. Like, come on. Like, like all he cares, well, he, he cares about the club. He just cares about profits. A little that's bit all, too much. That's all, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. A little that, bit I, too much. That's all he cares about. All he cares about is, are we making money? Are we making the most yeah. money we can make? But <laughs> like, or why wouldn't Tottenham come out and say, our absolute budget this year, no matter what, is sixty million. So you just, just something from the club. Why wouldn't you do that? I just well, don't get it. I, it has to do with business, right? So if you say your if you if you if you say your budget is a hundred million, right, and then you say we're going for these, I guess it could work in your favor. Say okay, this is our budget. This is what we're going. Yeah, for. but you could be the other clubs could outbid you. Yeah, the other clubs could outbid you, and also other clubs could say, "Okay, that's how much money you have. Well, we want that much of your money for this player because we value him this much." But that's that's what I mean. So that's what I mean about the the whole etiquette of it. Like, if every club was honest, and like, if they went for the players that they could really go for, you know, the players that. I mean, Matt Doherty says he's an Arsenal fan. He is an Arsenal fan. That bit of him deleting his Arsenal. But like, you know, he's still an Arsenal fan. So like. Yeah, he's a good player, but he's an Arsenal fan. Like, you know, if I was a player playing in the Premier League and Arsenal came for me and said, we'll offer you a contract, I'd be like, oh, that sounds good. I'd be paid a lot of money and be at a high club, but also I'll still be a Tottenham fan. So 
Yeah. They're professional, right? Yeah, like they are they're... professionals. Yeah, yeah. I, I trust Doherty, and I think he'll be really good for Tottenham, but why not just go for someone a little bit bigger? Mm. That, that's, that's my trash talking. We yeah. can move on to a whole yeah. lot of love now. My whole lot of love is for Iberici Izzy. So he made the move from Palace, QPR. right? Yeah, made the move yeah, from yeah. QPR to Palace. Not, so I'm happy to see him in the Premier League. I wish it was a different club. Um, yep. So somebody said, I forget where I read it online, but there was somebody saying, oh, he talked to, what's the other? Hodges, he talked to Hodgson saying, oh, part of him moving there will be he'll have a bit of a creative role. He'll have creative space. Which Crystal Palace does not have much creative space outside of Zaha on the wing. He's about nothing. Yeah, but um, he'll have a bit of creative space, which would be kind of great if he and Zaha can really link up. But the re- my whole lot of love is for Aze. Like I would really love to see him put on the Super Eagles jersey. Granted, I totally get it in that Nigeria for those who yeah don't Nigeria know. yeah um, I totally get it. He's grown up in England. He doesn't really have that much of a connection to. Nigeria, because of his parents, so there's no like obligation to pay for his homeland. But I would really love to see him in a, in a, in a Nigerian jersey, just because the way he plays, just that he's on the ball, he's he's thinking, of, okay. So, gener- there's just that bit of flair that we like to play with, and he has that. It's not it's not always practical. You don't usually win games with it, but it's nice to watch. And like that's that's the type of player like. He's not he's not JJ Okocha level, but he kind of reminds me of JJ Okocha just on the be. ball. On the ball is looking. Oh, what can I do with the ball? Okay, I did something with the ball. Okay, I guess I'll pass now. And that's what I like to see. And I would really, I'm really happy for him that he's in the Premier League. I really hope him. I really hope he does really well at Crystal Palace, and then maybe moves to a bigger club, or maybe he doesn't move to a bigger club so that that way he doesn't get looked at by Southgate. And then when Nigeria calls comes calling, he's like, oh yeah, I guess I, I can't make an English squad and I'll go play for Nigeria. But yeah, my whole lot of sir Ibrahim is in hoping that he decides to play for Super Eagles instead of Three Lions. That's a nice one, yeah. Yeah, it is a good one. What about you, Brato? So I'm going to give two whole lot of loves. I know. Oh, I'm going to make them short and condensed. Um, first one, my whole lot of love is Amazon documentary, All or Nothing. Um, yes. As a longtime soccer fan, I think it's really great to get insight into what actually goes on in daily business of club dealings and the daily mindset of managers. I watched plenty of other documentaries when it comes to soccer, um, and I think this one is by far the best one and the most informative one from team selection to managers coming in and getting the team together and one-on-one talks. I wish I could get the raw footage, mm. honestly, and yeah. just use yeah. that. That would be amazing because, you know, I'm just always curious as to what players really think about the coach. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think with the Spurs one, I'm I'm not I'm only two episodes in, but I think with the Spurs one, we've seen snippets of it when Harry Kane comes and talks to his teammates after Mauricio Pochettino gets fired. And he's like, "Yeah, I talked to him last night," and the closeness that remains, like you know, and it's like hmm. I think that was really really interesting. Um, so I I really appreciate that and for the insight. My yeah, other whole it. lot of love is obviously to the Blues. The pride of London to Chelsea. You know. Trash talk last week. We, <laughs> we've, week. Yeah, exactly. They've listened. They've listened. They've listened. So we've we've actually made some really good signings this year after having a transfer ban. And we didn't really sign anyone in January. Um, so we made some really good signings this year. And I think for positions that are needed. 
and we found youth that's going to help us build that. Yeah, yeah. And I young. think, and I think that's except for Silva. Yeah, except for Silva, but <laughs> but he'll help the youth. That's yeah, why it's such youth. a good sign. Yeah, and I agree with that, and I think that's that's really been crucial point, and I think that's different than what Chelsea has been doing for years is bringing in superstars, you know, bringing in Michael Ballack, bringing in Fernando Torres, being, bringing in all these already Toronto. developed players. And they're bringing in these youth that are good and that are going to push the players, other players that are at the club. And I don't think, you know, there has been some arguments, you know who you haters are. Uh, <laughs> there has been some arguments that Chelsea is basically ungraceful to the youth for getting him to the Champions League spot. And I don't think that's the case at all. I'll be the first to criticize Chelsea in general for doing poor business, but the only position that's really being replaced is Tammy Abraham. And Colin Hudson-Odoi is nowhere near as good as he should be in order to lead that right lineup. And especially with William gone, that position needed to be filled by someone that's willing to put in the work. Hmm. And I'm hoping Havertz is that type of person. So my whole lot of blues to doing smart business and, you know, from 2019, we were only 30 million in a hole with the signing of Havertz. So you know, I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's good. Um, my whole lot of love is Jose Mourinho. Ooh, just because I like what he's doing. I know like he doesn't have the biggest budget that he did at United or Chelsea, <laughs> but what he's doing with the budget is signing players that can help the team, and he's signing them for cutthroat prices, like Doherty for 12 million. See, that's wild. Like, Hoiberg for 15 mil, I think. Joe Hart on a free transfer. These players may not be the Havertzes or the Van der Beeks, but they're players that are going to help the dressing room and really help take us to the next level. Offers a bit of diversity. And I also like it in the All or Nothing documentary how he calls out Deli Alley. Because I do think Deli Alley could be one of the best players in the Premier League, if you put his mind to it, the issue is he's got an ego. Big time. And, you know, Jose Mourinho came out saying he's lazy, he needs to work. You know how you how good you could be. Do you want to be a legend? You need to work. You can't be lazy in training. And de- looking at how he deals with players, and I remember against Olympiacos in the tra- Champions League last year, he brought Eric Dyer off after 20 minutes brought Christian Eriksen on and then we won 5-2. And he's 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 able to make those decisions that maybe Pochettino wouldn't have done. And then he plays Eric Dyer in the next game to keep his morale up because then you like as Brato said in the All or Nothing documentary, you learn how they deal with the players. Yeah. And he said to Dyer, you know, I know I took you off. Don't take it badly. It obviously worked. We didn't need two CDMs. I'll play you in the next game. And then we won that as well. So I just think, I think he's doing good things. And I hope that Levy stays with him because I really think this year we have a chance of winning something. Maybe not the Premier League, but we have uh, maybe the Europa League or the FA Cup or one of the the Carabao Cup even. Something to get the morale going because morale is everything. And if you lose some slight morale, then your whole team will change. So, congrats to Jose, because I think he's doing a great job, and I'm glad he's at Tottenham, and he's been at all three of our clubs now. And yeah, yes. <laughs> he's done wonders at both of your clubs, so yeah, come on, Tottenham. 
Mm-hmm. He's an interesting guy, isn't he? He is. He is interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Swears a lot for a Portuguese guy. And very religious, which I would not have ever guessed Me neither. That, honestly. Like, I don't know. Very Catholic, isn't he? Uh, yeah. 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 That makes sense. It makes sense. But just never would have I... Never would I guess it. Here's my thing. I think Levy is going to keep him as long as Jose Mourinho doesn't step on any toes. And I think Jose Mourinho is going to step on toes. He always does. Uh, he's not. He's not Mauricio Pochettino. Like you could see, Mauricio Pochettino is just such a nice guy that he wouldn't even, you know. It's like it's funny. Even in the beginning of All or Nothing documentary, it's like, you know, it's like the Legos fall down and the house is just as good, and then the house crumbles. And it's yeah. like you're talking about Tottenham. He's like, no, I'm just talking about it in general. And I'm pretty sure he was talking about Tottenham. And I, you oh, know, definitely was. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I just. Don't like Levy, Alivi, whatever his name is. I really don't like him. I think he's a snake. He I is. think he's a snake, and I I hated Eric Dyer, but after two episodes, I kind of like him more, which I hate myself for saying that. <laughs> I was the same with Serge Aurier because it's just interesting to see what the players go through. Mm-hmm. And Christian Eriksen said something in the documentary. He says this is the only job in the world where people openly critique you. So, like, in your job, I go in tomorrow and I make a sale. I may have done really well making that sale, but someone doesn't come up to me in my face and talk to someone next to me and say, he might have made a sale, but he's still not very good. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's still... He's still shit, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> and like, but they do that there, and they have to switch off completely from that. But it's hard because it's everywhere. It goes back to your trash talk. It's this fact that newspapers can write whatever they want. Exactly. And they're not liable to any lawsuits because they're like, oh, freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the – I can't remember what it was the court case that decided that in England a few years ago. but it's Bullshit probably. All right. So as we wrap up, just unfortunately or fortunately maybe for some people, I don't know, however you see it. I say unfortunately because I won't be with these guys, but – we won't be here next week because Tom is just letting us down in a big oi, kind oi. of way. Oi, oi. Um, <laughs> oi, oi. Going on a road trip? Road, road trip. trip? Yeah. For a week wife. and a half? Who how, does that? Yeah, who how, does how that, man? How dare I? Who dares leave the state of Indiana? And then coming back for Brato's wedding. Hey. Yeah. Uh, but we will not be here next week recording an episode, which I will miss, actually. But because yeah, of me that, too. Yeah, because of that, though, we are going to just go ahead and give our predictions uh, way earlier than we would, uh, Nostradamus style. So, um, hey, <laughs> for the big games, you might not the, not quite Nostradamus yeah, no, style. <laughs> oh, maybe. So I'll, I'll go ahead and start us off. So Arsenal, Fulham. So Fulham. So I think that with this game, three to nothing, Arsenal wins. For Liverpool, Leeds, I think two to one, Leeds. Tottenham, yes. Everton, 1-1. Brighton, Chelsea, Chelsea 3, Brighton 1. Sheffield, Wolverhampton, 3-3. Oh, that's going to be a good game, isn't it? Yeah, Sheffield, three, Wolves. It's going to be a great game, I think. Yeah. Um, I think Liverpool, I agree with Steve. I think, I think Lees are going to come and win that game. Because I just like Marcelo Bielsa. Another great documentary, by the way. 
Um, so I think I think three two leads Liverpool. Okay. And I think Liverpool will come and win, get the first goal, and these will come back. Arsenal, Fulham. I agree. Arsenal two one. Tottenham Everton three 0 Tottenham <laughs> because of the pre season fixtures. Everton did not do well. Tottenham did very well. Brighton Chelsea is that Brighton Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. Uh, again after the friendly, if they get Havertz and they've got Chilwell and Thiago now, Chelsea all day. Yeah, I'll, I'll go three nil. I don't. I just don't see Brighton getting a goal with the, the defensive yeah. changes and Sheffield Wolves. I think Wolves have got more going forward. So I'm going to go... Hmm. I'm going to go 3-2 Wolves. Wow. Big scores. Yeah, yeah big, big scores, scores, man. I think uh, Arsenal is going to be Fulham. I think it's going to be 2 nothing. Uh, Leeds, Liverpool. I disagree with these guys. I think Liverpool is going to win. Oh, I think it'll be, safe. I think, I think Liverpool is going to win 2-0. I think Leeds just has too many changes happening on the team to put any sort of performance... Huh. Um, together in time for a first game. Everton Spurs. See, that's a tough one. Uh, it's tough. Preseason goes with Tottenham. Preseason does go with Tottenham. Um, I, you know, Carlo Ancelotti, Jose, Jose Mourinho will be a tough, tough game. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one-one for that game. Same I, as Steve. I, okay. yep. yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna be a very tight game. Um, and then obviously Chelsea Brighton. I think Chelsea will win two one. I think Brighton will get a goal off of set piece. Only two. Wow, I'll okay. call Louis, I I I think Lewis Dunk is going to score on Chelsea. <laughs> it's going to bite him back. And I actually think Sheffield United is going to beat uh, Wolverhampton. Uh, I think Sheffield United is going to beat Wolverhampton two to one. Okay. Okay. So there you have it. Those are our predictions for some of the games, the games that we think that will be quite a bit exciting. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Um, you know what? You can go ahead and tell us what your plans are for the first weekend of the Premier League. If you're planning on partying big, watching with people, or just sitting at home watching on a legal stream, you know, that kind of deal. Um, and also, we are actually starting a fantasy Premier League, uh, well, Premier Fantasy League. I can't get my mix. Well, whatever. We're starting out. We're starting out fantasy for the Premier League. <laughs> Got too many beers. It's okay. Yeah, you know, but yeah, we're starting fantasy for the Premier League. Uh, so if you're interested in joining up with us, let us know. We've got a limited amount of spots. We'd like to play, you know, with the one or two of you. And uh, but once again, thanks for listening. It's Steve-O, Brato, and Tom, and hope you guys have an awesome weekend and, and the Premier League. And remember, if we get 100 likes. We're painting our bodies. Brought to us painting. Legit. All three of us, all right, in our team color. I know nobody wants to see it, but I guarantee it'll be hilarious because not a single one of us is, at least I, I'm not good at painting. So There's I no way oh, I can't paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so obviously we all suck. We'll all paint our team logo, so, you know. There we go. We'll fun. try. Uh, yeah, thanks totally. for listening, guys. Right. Have a good one.